tonight. <laughs> yeah, poop like a wrecking ball. <laughs> yeah. You know, like a pot of coffee brewing. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of At The Bar Podcast. I am your host, <laughs> one of them, Mike. And we're going to breeze through everybody because I'm going to try this new intro out. We have Jeff. That's that's my name. That's me. That's your name. And then next to Jeff, we have Chris. I've been called that before. Sexual adjective. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, something like that. We have breezing another through. episode. We're breezing through because we're going to get to some cool stuff. So it's the day. It's three days after 420. And as the pot smokers, we are just kidding. We were going to talk about kind of how... Allegedly, yeah. Innocent until proven guilty. But before we get started, I'm getting ahead of myself because I'm getting too excited. We're going to go around the group and figure out what everyone is drinking. So, Jeff, will you do the honors? I will, actually, yeah. I don't. Uh, I hope this beer is, um, is good because, I, as admittedly, uh, and I know somebody would call me on it if not, uh, if I wasn't forthright in this, but I'm drinking the Prairie Artisan 3rd Anniversary Ale, which, yes, I do know is very old at this point. It's not... Um, but it's a it's a sour, so it shouldn't it shouldn't be anything that you know doesn't age at least relatively well. Um, but it, just so you know, it is the third anniversary ale. It is a, a farmhouse brewed with raspberries, and uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. So it's uh, it's very good. It's strong sour notes and, and big raspberry in the nose and, and taste. So it's a good beer. Cool, Chris. What you got? I am drinking the Uinta Lime Pilsner. Um, a friend of mine handed this over to me, and it's uh, it's kind of ridiculously delicious for for how light and gimmicky it kind of is. And I don't mean gimmicky in a bad way, but it almost kind of like reminds me of crap, like crap version of Bud Light Lime, um, but in all okay. the best ways possible. So, like, if you want to feel okay with telling your friends you're actually drinking that, go with one of those. I dig it. It's, I, I mean, know, I crushed like eight PPRs last night. So, yeah, I saw you drinking one today. I wanted to shame you. I'm not whatever. I'm, don't don't judge me. Get off your pedestal, man. PBR is still good. <laughs> I'm on my Bud Light pedestal. <laughs> I had I, like three cores today too. Oh my god, <laughs> you're such an American. <laughs> <laughs> that is like that is the best way to describe that, actually. Hey man, I'm drinking PBRs and Coors Lights, Cold America. I'm just trying. I'm like. I'm not like dieting, but I'm just trying to not drink heavy stouts every time I have a beer. So uh, the occasional PBR and Coors Light is cool with me. All right. Yep. So what I'm it's drinking, very, and Chris, very, very might, Chris is going to geek out because this is an homage to his favorite, one of his favorite breweries. I'm okay. drinking a Subject Twelve by Civil Society. Ooh. Oh, so, and it's a triple IPA. Yeah. I bought a four pack when I was down there a couple weeks ago, and. Uh, that's beer number one, and my backup beer we'll get to when I get to it. So, how do you feel about has, this uh, the the triple IPA? I really like it. Um, it's very dark and hazy, very juice esque, as you guys can see on the computer. Very hazy. Ten um, percent. One of their better beers, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that I tra- I've had. I tried that about two weeks ago. That thing is hella dank. Mm-hmm. I I liked it a lot. My my knock on it was that um, I don't I think triple IPA is aggressive advertising. I don't think it was anything too potent or you know like I've had a triple IV, uh, IPA. It was um, Founders Devil Dancer uh, at like over twelve percent alcohol, I believe, and it was like 
face with a fist full of hops. It was like somebody literally just punched you in the mouth. And yeah. um, this one was like, I guess I'm almost bashing it for it being too smooth, but like it didn't, <laughs> it didn't live up. Like it didn't live up to the triple IPA billing, in my opinion. I was like expecting more. And I felt underwhelmed with the flavor profile. Like it was still a bold beer, but like it was any double IPA. It, if they called it a double, I would have been very happy with it. Calling it a triple, I feel like it underwhelmed me. I mean, he was disappointed. What, what is a triple IPA like? A made-up style by hopheads yeah. that everybody's like, oh, hops and triple. But that's what I'm saying. Is like it's not. It's so. It's an, it, technically a double IPA is not a thing really either. It's an imperial IPA. Like anything Im- imperial would be imperial. Like we just call it a double because we're Americans and we're like fuck the other system. We want to be double procedures. Yeah. <laughs> like an imperial IPA. Either way, a triple and a double are the same thing. But we're going to call a triple because it's branding, and that's why I'm saying if they branded it as a double, I would have been really impressed. But branding it as a triple, I'm expecting big crazy bold because you branded it that way I, yeah. I need at least three more chest hairs after drinking a triple IPA. yeah i want to feel like chest, it's melting yeah. my teeth yeah like i wanted my teeth to feel like they're melting this was very good i you know like i said this is one of the better beers i've had from them uh i did have a couple today and yesterday for a bottle share that's we'll save that for another time um bottle share really bottle shares are getting me fucked I up lately but I need a beer market yeah. down here to get some bottle shares. Oh my god, you have craft beer city, man. That's all you need. Don't forget about me and down here, guys. Like- we need to bottle share. We just need friends. <laughs> I need friends. Cassie's in the background sitting on the couch. She goes, We just need friends. Jeff, what do we got for tonight's topic? Because I already I forgot it already. Um, so I read this article on Brewbound, and you guys can look up the article as well. It's uh, real quick. It's nothing too crazy, but it got me thinking, especially in the wake of 420, which is a holiday that none of us I've ever partaken in on this show because we are drug-free and it's not legal. Um, but in California, a state where it is legal, um, they uh, have said that Millennials in California prefer marijuana to craft beer. So that got me thinking about as more and more states jump on the awesome wagon and make it uh, a, a legal thing, how is that going to affect the craft beer business? And Good do question. people really prefer weed to beer if it were if they were both on the same playing field, both legal and available in stores? This is I feel like this topic is about to like explode. And, and get it's lit. a hot topic, man. Unintended, dude. I I, I feel like there's lit. a family, like there's a, a member of every family out there right now. Because I know we have one in our family who's literally <laughs> coming down and being like, "Dude, it's gonna get legalized, man! Like, start getting your licenses now. Start getting your agriculture now. Like, it's oh, yeah. gonna be insane." Yeah, I have you know, a planning for it. What's yeah, that? I have I have a family friend who bought a bunch of uh, land out in Okeechobee. And he's like growing lychee trees and shit right now. And I'm like, well, you're a farmer now? And he's like, yeah, lychee trees. That's where it's at. And I'm like, 
nobody's buying fucking lychees. So why do you buy this farm? And he's like, well, when weed comes legal, I'm going to be the person who has the biggest weed farm in Florida because I now own all this farming land for it. And I'm like, okay, so that's it. You're literally buying just in, in anticipation for being a weed farmer. So, you know, I, I, there's definitely people out there. Everybody, like you said, everybody has that person who's like, it's going to happen, man. It needs to happen. I'm not really on that board on that game yet because to me, I'm like, if I ever wanted it, it, it's not a hard thing to get. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's hard to come by. So, like, why make it legal? It doesn't really matter, kind of thing. But you know, I think, I think, whatever. I think Chris is on a, a very solid point to where, whether it's a family member or about seven friends, they're like, "Dude, when it becomes yeah. legalized, yo, just open a grow shop, bro. That's what everyone's doing. Grow shop." And it's like, yeah, we'll just print money, man. We'll just totally you know, it's print print dude, we money, just grow pot, man. Smoke pot, and make money because no one else is going to open a pot shop ever. Or, or just wait, wait. Us. <laughs> or the worst thing I've heard recently is, here's what's going to happen. You know, all like hops, are like kind of like weed. Like we're going to make like weed beer, man. Like it's going to be awesome. <laughs> you could do it. But it's true. I mean, you yeah. have that. You know, you have those people that are. Like I know of like eight people that are waiting and they're going to open up a pot shop. It's like, it's going to be more, more of those than McDonald's. <laughs> I, I would say that out of every 10 of those people, I would take one of them seriously. Cause one of them actually has a business plan. One of them actually has some sort of capital. Oh, yeah. One of them actually has an actual plan as far as how they're going to distribute branding, all that kind of stuff. The other ones are just guys who are still smoking the same amount of pot they did in high school and they have the same friends around them, and uh, they, they're just waiting for a moment to glorify their habit. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I think they go hand in hand. You know, we all know that hops and weed are pretty much related, except weed has THC, hops don't. Wait, what? You didn't know that? No, I'm, I'm totally <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Chris, we're not going to know that. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, so I, I think. To go on to, to move the topic, I mean, I think it's going to have a big effect on on the craft beer industry. And I know a lot of people. I don't smoke. I, I've had I've I've dabbled in marijuana years ago, but I don't smoke now. I, my my uh, sin of choice is alcohol. But I feel I'm I'm in a vast minority of choosing between the two. I feel like eight out of ten people will choose marijuana over beer any day that's that's a tough sell man because like i'm gonna follow bill clinton here who just dabbled in it um <laughs> just call me bill clinton things where like <laughs> i did not inhale <laughs> no but like every, everyone's tried it it's one of those things to where like, and i think the legality of it is the one thing pushing people away from it if you look at it on paper that's it's you know i'm not trying to be a proponent for it or, or try to like sit there and say it should be legalized right away, but it's definitely safer than alcohol is. I mean, I've made my, my living around alcohol. The reality is it probably kills more people than it, than it helps. Um, That's true, yeah. But at the same – yeah, it, it, it's unfortunate. But at the same time, like I think the fact that it's illegal has probably uh, scared off a lot more people into trying tried pot or whatever than, than, um, than it has alcohol. And so for that, you know, I'd, I'd probably give the point to alcohol just because it's, it's so readily available. It's something you can casually do as a recreational thing with friends, like say for happy hour or whatever, but with California, man, you never know. Um, I, I don't know the culture out there, but you always hear stories. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to kind of see if there's any truth to that article there specifically. 
I yeah. to me, uh, ahead, and this is just my experience. I'm not. I am by no means a, a pothead. I haven't smoked in in forever. Um, I, I have smoked before, but I'm not. You know, it's not a part of my life really. Uh, to me, but um, but to me, like when I smoke, I don't envision myself being social or going out in public at all. Like that's not oh. like a, <laughs> I'm not a person who's gonna like burn one down on my way out to the club like you don't my <laughs> eyebrow gets so fucking heavy my it's like not my eyes my eyes are fine it's like my brow my forehead wants to melt and cover my whole face and i just look like i'm like dying i'm like Ugh. and people are like you okay i'm like no nah, man i'm good it's cool I'm, i feel great and it's just like my face what looks like it's melting I'm like i'm not going out in public are you kidding me um so i don't to me i maybe they prefer it uh it in certain social circles and when you're hanging out with your friends on a weekend and you're just watching TV or something like, I feel like, yeah, in certain occasions, sure. I bet you it, it definitely, um, you know, you, you prefer it to, you know, to alcohol, but I feel like in social settings where you're out and trying to have fun, alcohol will always trump it. In my opinion, I don't, I mean, this article has some kind of legitimized proof behind it, but not really. Um, as far as how it affects drinking, um, I looked up just now uh, from Business Insider, states that have at, in some way legalized the distribution and, and consumption of, of marijuana, and they are Alaska, California, Colorado. My computer just did something crazy. Alaska, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Nevada, Washington, and Washington, D.C. So just off the top of what I'm hearing... Oregon, huge craft beer market. Massachusetts is known for having good beer. Maine is definitely known for having good beer. Colorado oh, yeah. and California are the two biggest markets in the country, and they're all places where weed is legal. So I don't necessarily it, think it's it, killing it the craft be beer market. Decriminalized. Let's decriminalized. To some degree, it is It is legal. I mean, in Maine, there's dispensaries. You can go down the street and walk into a store and buy it. Right. Some I mean, not in Maine. Uh, in, in Washington, in Colorado, you can do that, you know? I know there's going to be people that are going to be like, oh, no, it's not legal. It's decriminalized. You guys are fucking stupid. Relax, guys. <laughs> Listen, as, as, as a disclaimer, we by no means know what we're talking about. We, we live in Florida, which is the backwoodsy, probably behind the times just state of all time. Um, so if any of you are out there listening and saying that we're wrong, you're probably right. And we're sorry in advance. Um, well, by saying legal, we're not saying it's 100% legal. It's just more legal than it was I, in the past. Yeah, I was saying those were the states where there is some right. form of legalization of weed. It's, sure, not, sure. it's not necessarily saying that it, you can walk down this, to a store and pick right. it up. Some of those states you can. Like I was saying, Washington, you can Colorado. go to a dispensary and you can pick it up. Uh, Colorado, you can definitely just go and smoke in public. Like I've been there and seen it, and it's, it's kind of hilarious actually, but – um, Dude, it is so weird to be around that from a state that like doesn't have that, still has it like majorly criminalized. Criminalized. Like, have you guys had that experience yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so like, weird. Oh, I, I, I absolutely had. For... Dude, I I remember going to to Colorado and, and hanging out there for a little bit. We'd pass like a dispensary or whatever, and I'd still get that like butthole tightening kind of like, oh, oh, what's going on over here? Oh, what's going on? And like, yeah, people are just like, dude, it's fine. And you're just like, yeah, but you don't understand. Like, if I go in there and I touch that where I'm from, I go to jail. Yeah, for a Not long time. Doesn't handle jail. way longer than you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's crazy Florida to me. Like friends, Florida, I touched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Florida's so backwards. Like, we have the most, we have like the most gun friendly laws in the entire country. Like, 
like there's more laws protecting you for shooting someone than there are protecting you from getting shot in Florida. But you go to jail. But you go to jail for having a little ounce of weed or something. Like it's just we're yeah, so backwards and it's such an absurd state. Oh, and I love it so much. But um, Florida, man. <laughs> I see. But if Tom, you were to get pulled over for an ounce of weed, you could throw it on the ground, shoot it, and say it was attacking you, and you could probably walk away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think they'd be like, cool, good job. Look, we do not condone that kind of action. Yep, we saw it. It was coming right for you. But um, no, so in, Col- in Colorado, actually, I told this story, not on the podcast, I don't think, but I think, Mike, I might have told you this story before. When I went to Colorado, and I was I hijacked my whole – I went out there for a family wedding. And I took my family to every brewery imaginable you could possibly go to. I think I saw, thir- I went to like 13 breweries in, in two days. Um, and uh, I went to Great Divide and we were on our way to a Rockies game. And Coors Field is right in downtown Denver. And Great Fucking Divide is in, the sh- is in the shadow of Coors Field. Like literally, when I say Dude. in the shadow, I mean like it, when the sun is coming up, it, you are black, blacked out by the shadow of the stadium when you're at Great Divide. So I go into Great Divide right when they open. I think it was 11.30 a.m. And I was waiting for them to open at the bar next to them. Um, and we went in. So I went in there, and there's, like, a group of six dudes at the bar at Great Divide. Then they just fucking burned down, like, three joints outside while they were waiting for the place to open. Just, like, sitting out there just them. smoking weed. And they're in there, Holy and shit. they are laughing at the least hilarious shit I've ever seen in my life. Like brew kettles, oh my god, dude, that shit's hilarious! Fucking look at that beer name, man. What? Yeti? The beer's named Yeti. There's a Yeti in here. Whoa! And they're laughing their asses off like giggly little children. And like I, I swear, to, and I'm, you know, I'm from Florida. I just got here, and I knew it was legal, and I knew what to expect. But like, you don't know what to expect until you see like a bunch of fifty year old men giggling at the name Yeti, and you're like, yes. all right. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, it was, it was, <laughs> and Coors, you know, Coors Field might be the best place, like for a weed legal state, like going to see the Rockies play. There's always $5 tickets at the rock pile. And then they have a craft beer bar up in the top, like super high up in the sky. Like, you know, you're over, you're basically over the outfield and like, you can go That's into the game for $5. Great. Oh, the, the, their stadium's so cool. But And the Rockies are cool to watch, too. They just hit home runs all day. It's a home run derby. Yeah, but they suck. <laughs> Go <Whatever>. Yankees. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's uh, – <laughs> I, I can say it was it was an experience. So I could see how they coincide. I don't know that they fight each other, and I definitely don't think that anyone – not that anyone prefers one to the other, but I can't say a generation of people prefer weed to beer because it's legal now. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing, too. Like, you know, we could argue back and forth. I think it's very subjective from person to person as far as whether right. or not whose choice is what. But just even legally, um, pot is, is so – it's not that it's behind the times. It's just that it, it's so bogged down by legality now that there's no way it can even, like, eat into an inth of craft beer sales in any way, shape, or form. And that's not saying that it doesn't have the power to do so or that one side is right or the other. It's more so like, um, you know, watching like a lot of documentaries and reading some articles, like it's one of those kind of things where uh, it's because it's legal on a state level doesn't mean it's legal on a federal level. So they won't allow like credit card transactions, like banks won't take their money. So they literally have to do cash in hand all the time. And they're doing basically everything like out of a safe. 
So, I mean, without some sort of uh, like without being able to utilize the conveniences of debit cards or the conveniences of like taxes and stuff like that, I mean, like it's really, really hard for them to actually boom their business up when they're paying so much out of the nose just to be able to run such a small operation without any of those resources. Yeah. And the absurdity of it is that even though it's legal in so many ways, it actually has spiked illegal grow operations because the distribution is easier now. In something like in a lot of ways. So I saw a whole documentary about it too, where there's like grow houses that are popping up illegally all over Colorado because mm-hmm. they can actually move their product now. And like they just kind of somehow try to like mesh it into the legal product. So it disappears and they're like, okay, you know, we're doing our thing. Nobody knows we exist, but we're making our money. So it's kind of like they said uh, there was a whole thing about is we, you know, is it actually good for business and good for these communities? And there's so many failing, you know, crappy towns out in the middle of nowhere in these in these states that are thriving due to just the marijuana industry but then there's you know then there's also the the people who are taking advantage of the system and screwing it up for everybody so there's you know it's not a perfect system by any means so the question no, that, I'll, I'll go back to go ahead Chris no no that, that, that's all go I ahead mean. okay like, there's, there's a question I'll, somebody I'll, to fuck it up yeah I want to go back to, uh, so the question is is Will marijuana affect craft beer sales once it becomes more legal or decriminalized, whatever whatever term you want to fucking call it? So, Chris, you think it will not affect the craft beer industry? No, I, I, for some reason, and listen, this is just personal opinion. There's no, like, data or articles right. or whatever. I think the two are pretty synonymous with each other. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If you look at those states, like we kind of pointed out, like, already have a booming craft beer industry already i think it's kind of indicative of the citizens themselves of you know just looking for something that be a little outside of the norm um whether it be legal or illegal and then once it finally becomes legal like you'll probably find a lot of those people who come out of the woodworks who are just like yeah you know i'll I'll try pot now that's legal kind of the same way that you know they go to a you know a bar and they've always had Bud Light they're like yeah maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll try Sam Adams I don't know like that kind of thing like sure you know it'll probably cross over pretty well and if anything they'll help each other to where if anything I, I just think it'll kind of expand the the average uh, mindset as far as what's open to them um, as opposed to just going off of black and white like this is right this is wrong this is what I've always done this is what we can't do that kind of thing does that make sense yeah no I follow yeah <clears throat> and, and Jeff, what what do you think? Do you think this is going to affect craft beer? I, I don't. I think uh, I think the states that we've seen. Well, you know what? Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. It depends. The states that I named are pretty much all uh, are all hugely, hugely um, younger, kind of hipster, more hipster forward states. They're states that are very progressive. They're states that are very liberal that have already very, gone into. Very yeah, very millennial. Very millennial. All those states are very millennial. So right. I, I think in those states, weed and beer is synonymous. I think when you start getting into the southern conservative states and the backwards-ass people like we're talking about in Florida, I don't know that it's <laughs> as synonymous. synonymous. And I, you know, we li- I've lived in Florida my entire life, and I'm proud to say that I love Florida. It's my favorite. But we are backwards people, and I don't necessarily know that it gets taken the same way in florida as it does in california california and florida don't see eye to eye a whole lot in in the grand scheme of things um that's true so i don't know i don't know what to expect as you know as we get older and older with seven million or yeah seven million new 
old people moving down here from the Northeast every year to Florida, as we get older and these other states get younger and more progressive, there's going to be states that fight it. And uh, I don't know what to expect in those states. Um, but I, but I will say on a basic, just transaction level, do I think that will weed eat into craft beer sales? No. Cause I don't see the individual person ever saying I have to choose between this joint or this beer. And I think that most people are going to say I'm choosing both or they're going to, or they're going to stick with what they're already doing, which is smoking or drinking. Interesting. I think I'm kind of the opposite of what, what Jeff kind of mentioned now is, is if, if it happens in Florida, right, will it bring down the craft beer industry? Absolutely not. The craft beer is still going to be a, a billion dollar a year industry. It's still going to be what it is now. Um, will it be growing slower? Sure. But it's, it's still going to be around. But I think the marijuana industry will affect craft beer. I think more than I could even expect. Um, because, I mean, I drink because it's legal, and drinking is more like Jeff said, more social. It's more of a, a day thing, you know. You go to brewery tours, you do brewery crawls, or you, you, you know, you go to one brewery, then you go to stay there for a little bit, go to another. So it's more social, it's more engaging, but it's also a lot more dangerous than say smoking marijuana, uh, from what these studies have have determined. Um, but I think if it's it's picking your poison, if you're gonna if you're on a weekend. You're gonna hang out with your buddies. You're going to Wakaba Island, whatever. What are you gonna do? You got you got to hit a joint. Or you got to drink a beer. And I think more people will feel safer and more and more comfortable smoking weed than say drinking alcohol because drinking alcohol is so much more dangerous for you with it impairing your vision and reactions and stuff like that. That's um, that's an that's an interesting side note because like one thing I didn't really take Nate to to account is is the fact that people are used to kind of going to, you know, where the beer is produced or, you know, the local beer bar that has a bunch of different types of it or whatever, and just kind of exploring within a safe medium or safe environment. Um, I, I think if you, if you give the alternative, if you give pot that, that same Avenue, um, you know, it, it might have a lag time to where people start to become like trying to become comfortable with it. Um, Cause you'll yeah. probably have to shake off that whole, like maybe guilt or repercussion or some sort of social, like whatever that is. But once that's all kind of faded away, um, it might be the same kind of thing. Like, like Wakaiba Island, I'll be honest with you, man, that, that actually sounded pretty awesome. I could totally yeah. see myself going out there and instead of buying like, you know, an IPA, I could be like, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll get a little one of those things and go paddle up the river for a little bit. That sounds great. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> and I could see it in, yeah, I could see it in niche markets like that. I definitely could. And when you said that, it got me thinking, I'm thinking in the construct of a craft beer industry, not in the construct of, the industry in, in, in itself. And, and when you said Wakaiva Island, all of a sudden, for those of you who don't know Wakaiva Island, by the way, it's, it's a, it's a beach. It's almost like a beach bar fish camp, uh, canoe rental type place at Wakaiva Springs. So there's a Springs about a mile down. And then the, uh, the bar is this giant bar that's built on the entire riverfront. And you can go down and you can play cornhole and volleyball and rent canoes and all this stuff and go up and down the river. Right. Um, and you can drink your face off the whole time you do it. So cheap too. Uh, cheap in that in that construct, yes, I think that weed could have potential to cut away from beer sales. Um, but I just the the thing I'm so you you mentioned it's safer and it is safer by all you know by all uh, research that they've done. But what they don't what they don't in so many ways it's obviously. Um, 
you know, it's obviously illegal in more ways to smoke weed. But in the flip side, they don't have the same laws against driving under the influence with weed. I mean, they do, but they don't really test it. If it became legal, all of a sudden a D a DUI for weed becomes legal and it's not, it's not safer anymore. It is safer physically, but people won't view it safer because they're going to say, I can't smoke and drive. I'm going to get arrested. Right. Well, you still have so, that connotation of smoking's bad for you. It's illegal. You can't do it kind of deal. Right. So I, I can see I, that happening. I could see that too, but on the outside too, like kind of bringing it all in, like on the ethos of both of them, <clears throat> I think I think both of those industries um, kind of want to see everyone rise and fall together with it. And I think they, they kind of like, they, they work together really well. I could see, you know, like reaching out to, you know, dispensaries and vice versa and trying to like set up really cool as far as making really cool like uh like beer styles or or you know pot styles or whatever it may be for for each right as opposed to i would actually i i would move to say that it would be more detrimental to um like mega beer like the the macros i could see them trying to fight marijuana sales i could see them trying to eat in on the sales of that and then trying to maybe oh. advertise against as opposed to the craft breweries who'd probably just be like all right cool you're awesome i'm awesome Let's sell stuff together. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean that's. I think that's what would happen is they work together, and and a lot of right. people are going to view them as opposites. <laughs> you know, you know, some of the, oh, drink is bad, <laughs> smoking marijuana is bad, and and a lot of people are going to view them as equally bad. You know, something that you shouldn't do, and you should do them. Just got to be responsible about it. And when you know, at the end of the day, they're they're fighting for the same consumers, so they can tag you know tag team and have a you know having a movie night, you know, bring your own weed and happy hour prices on beer. So you can sit and watch a movie, smoke, smoke your joint and then drink, you know, your favorite beer or whatever, or whatever the case is. Yeah. Um, I mean, that sounds awesome. How long, (laughs) how long, how long do you think it would take for Lagunitas to release a beer that comes with a joint? Oh, they probably already have the recipe done. (laughs) (laughs) It'll be the, Tape, tape to the side of each bottle. There's a joint. The beer is twelve bucks, and you smoke it'll be a those, joint. Uh, it'll you know? be like those birthday packs: a bomber of Lagunitas, a, a Lagunitas glass, and a fresh blunt <laughs> for thirty. Yeah, bucks. yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't take long. I guarantee it'll be the first thing that happens. You know. But it's the Lagunitas. If you haven't thought about it, you're welcome. Yeah, we want ten percent. <laughs> Actually, that's just name it after us. Yeah. That, oh, I take that too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's an interesting, you know, take of of. It, it moving forward and it's going to happen eventually now that all the uh, old timers are all dying off all the cranky old can't do this you know and everything Iro- be more accepting ironically the ones who all need the medicinal marijuana just just take this into the bathroom with like a little bit like toilet paper roll yeah with like a little like a freshener on the end of it and just chill out man just yeah. calm down the older ones who are all like, my glaucoma, and I got all these headaches, and my I'm stuffy all the time. It's like, smoke some weed. No, that's bad. My back hurts. <laughs> I smoke that green shit. My grandpa. You know what they call that? They call that natural. That's called natural selection, my friend. Yeah, they're they're the same ones who have been like chain smoking since they were 12 years old because cigarettes were cool back then, and now they're like, now they're like, oh, I can't put that poison in my body. <laughs> yeah, they're like, get that joint out of my face. If you excuse me, I'm gonna go cook my bacon and more lard. <laughs> yeah, and then smoke <laughs> Wash it down with a marble red and a gin and yeah. pepper in it. Where's that? Disclaimer: we don't, 
Disclaimer, we don't hate old people. We like them. Except when they're driving. I hate them. I'm just kidding. Boom. Next segment, driving in Florida. Next segment, driving. God damn it. <laughs> so so to, to last cap here to, to end the topic of marijuana, uh, on 420, Red Cyrus had yet another damn double beer release. They're killing me. With Every two weeks, it's like a double beer release. Every two weeks, I'm up there fucking sitting, drinking whatever the fuck they have. Right? So you would say it's working? Good job, it's Ryan. Working. Good job, Ryan. <laughs> Damn it, Ryan. You're fishing me, and I bite every time. <laughs> but this one is a smoked rye IPA by Red Cypress called the Bull Ripper. Ooh. Which I think is fucking good. <laughs> Releasing that beer on 420 is the most genius yeah. thing I've ever heard in my life. I bet you Ripper Bowl was already taken. Bull Ripper. <laughs> It, on the side, Jeff, it says smoked wheat every day. <laughs> Good job. Good job. Smoked wheat every day. Can we, can we just can we just slow clap real quick? That's yeah. genius. Way to go. Oh. Yeah. Slow clap. So that's Ryan. my backup here, guys. Good job, Ryan. And they also had shout out to them. They had vanilla death roll called Munchies. That was fantastic. Explain. So shout out to Red Cypress for fucking killing my wallet. What, what, what was the munchies? Tell us the munchies. They made Maybe. one keg. They brewed one keg of their death roll uh, milk stout. But they added vanilla to it and they called it munchies. And it was fucking fantastic. Fantastic. You thought their mocha death roll was good? This vanilla? Oh man, it turned out. All they did was add vanilla. It was so good. I don't get it. Dude, I gotta get around to more of these fucking brewery releases because, like, I sit here in my own little bubble of work and just like the same beers I always drink. I gotta go see what everyone's doing, man. I know. I still have your beers from uh, Preston and Do South. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm uh, I guess you could say I'm aging them for you, <laughs> guys. If you have anything that uh, interests you uh, yeah. out of my market, let me know because, like, Craft Beer City is down the road. Oh, my God. I'm still fucking – oh, that place. So I'm going I'm going down we're, – we're going down to uh, Fort Lauderdale, me, Jay, and his girlfriend, to this brewery that we're still not talking about because we banned it. And our first stop is going to Craft Beer City. Does it, yeah. does it rhyme with spunky – does it rhyme with spunky yes. fooda? Yes. Yeah, we're going doing to brunch. Their, uh, they're doing, we're doing their brunch. We're going to brunch. Are you going, Jeff? Yeah, I'm going to go. Yeah, Cassie's going to go, yeah! too. Did you buy your ticket? No. You got to buy your ticket. There's only 150 of them. Ah, whatever. We'll figure it out. All right. So anyway, <laughs> so we, we talked about weed. We talked about beer. And I, it, it's gotten me thinking. You know, Jeff mentioned all these great states that we've gone that, you know, have it legalized or decriminalized, whatever. And I've been to California, San Francisco specifically. So I kind of want to go around the table and get a little bit more lighthearted since we talked about craft beer a lot. We haven't really, yeah, we haven't really, you know, drift away from that for a break, a mental break, you know, because we're about bar conversations too. So vacations. Woo! Where would you guys? Where have you guys gone to for vacations? Where you guys want to go to for vacations? And maybe what have you guys have done while you're there on vacations? Well, I kind of, I kind of want Jeff to go first because I know uh, you know one he, of them. He got some ideas up his sleeve. I do, I do know one of them, and I'm jealous. <laughs> uh, 
I've got I've got one planned, uh, but I, in the in relation to the um, to the bar spectrum, you guys have already heard all about Asheville. I've gone in a whole episode and talked about Asheville, so I'm going to skip that one. You guys basically know the the gist of all of that drinking. Yeah, we've, we definitely covered um, that. My Colorado trip. It was a few years back, and it was like right when I first got into craft beer, and that was amazing. Um, went into Denver, um, and I said I want to go to lunch at a brewery. Uh, I want to go everywhere to a brewery, basically just kept pushing my family into breweries. And when they didn't want to go, I would go by myself. Um, and, uh, we went to, I went to 13 breweries in in two days. Like I said, we did, um, uh, the big, the big namers that we, you know, that I, that everybody's going to be like, did you go there? Um, I did great divide. I did Breckenridge. I did twisted pine, um, we didn't do Oscar Blues, unfortunately. It's just outside of Boulder, uh, which I did go to Boulder Brewing as well, which is a beautiful, beautiful facility. Um, the you know the big names. We went to some other places called like Sunshine State Brewing. Um, I can't remember all their names now. This is now a few years ago, and it was a lot of drinking in two days. But um, but <laughs> it, it was just it was a complete brewery overhaul. But on the other side of that, it was we went. It wasn't very cold. I could live in, in Denver and I'm a person who grew up and has lived in Florida my whole life. Uh, Boulder too. I could live there. It's only about 30 minutes from downtown Denver. Um, either way, beautiful, beautiful, uh, places. We did hiking. We went up to red rocks. Uh, it wasn't all about drinking, you know, it was, it was about seeing the, the state and it was just an amazing experience. California, on the other hand, we did a lot less drinking, a lot more touring. Um, when I went to Cal- uh, California, I went a few months later uh, I was not allowed to hijack that one for craft beer because I stole so much of everybody's time in Colorado. So we uh, we flew into San Diego, drove up to L.A., drove the Pacific Highway up through Big Sur, Monterey, up to San Francisco, and then did a day in Napa Valley as well. Uh, and that's just uh, an amazing, amazing trip. So go there, do that. Uh, California has like some of the best breweries you could ever go to, and they're all over the place. San Diego has a craft brewery, uh, or craft beer bar in the airport. And when you That's get tight. off, there's a craft beer bar. Tampa and has that too. The San Diego and uh, and the San Francisco Giants have craft beer as their house beer in their stadium. The LA Dodgers have craft beer as, as their house beer in their stadium. And the San Diego Padres have a, have craft beer as their house beer in their stadium. Like that's like awesome. Cheaper, like cheaper, and and like what they promote is not Bud Light; it's craft beer, and it's like local craft beers. They have craft beer bars in their stadiums everywhere. It was it was incredible. It was so cool. That's cool just man. to see that like <clears throat> that complete one eighty of what we know. You know, where every bar has Bud Light on tap, and it's all discounted, and so you know, like nah. They, they don't give a shit about that stuff out there. It's not about the money. It's just about what's good and that they're, you know, what they like. So that was cool. Um, real quick, the one I'm planning, the one you guys are going to get to enjoy in the future, because uh, the whole the whole reason I can even do it is because of this show. Um, but I am planning, and it won't be for a few months, I'm sure, at least at the minimum. But we're going to uh, go to Cuba. Woo! It, wow. We're going to Cuba in research of the alcohol industry to document on our podcast here. So that is the plan <laughs> is for me to spend some time nice. in Havana, uh, drinking and smoking cigars and enjoying the beauty that is a uh, pretty much relatively unexplored land for most Americans. And I want to go out there. They just opened it up to, um, 
certain restricted travel, one of which is, um, uh, what's the fucking word for it? Journalism. And since we're pretty much journalists, I yeah. figured yeah, that... I figure that if I can document that industry on our podcast, that gives me a legitimate reason to go in and research it. So uh, that is in the works, and I can't wait. Um, me and Cassie are going to go and, and just kind of experience all that culture and everything that has largely not been touched by American culture. So it should be – it should be. it's 90 miles away, and it should be a completely different world. And I'm really, really excited cool. to go do that. That's fucking That's awesome, so tight. <laughs> That's so tight. Little podcast, get you, get you Cuba. <laughs> Shit. We're trying, we were talking about hopefully, maybe trying to do a, a, an episode from Cuba. Yeah, but we'll see if I can. We'll work. We'll see it. if we can do it. But I don't. I don't know if I'm going to be able to take any time out of my little two days that I'm going to get there to to just you know sit in a hotel room somewhere. But we'll try and work it out. Uh, but yeah, I want to. I want to do that trip really bad. That's like the one that's really on my bucket list right now. That would be insane. I mean, is, is it me or is California just so fucking cool in every single way? <laughs> like, they are, dude. You, it, you it, swear that's a whole other country. Just the way they do things? California is super awesome. It is one of the coolest oh. states you could ever go to. It is so oh. beautiful. Um, the cliffs. Drive the Pacific Highway one time. Stop at Nepathy near Big Sur. Get a drink and an appetizer looking over a cliff into the Pacific ocean and, and you will, you'll just, it blows your mind. You're 300 feet above the Pacific ocean, straight cliff drop off into the ocean and you're on a, you're at a bar drinking a beer. So it's just, it's so beautiful. Oh, I need to go there for real. So Chris, we're, we're podcast going national. Yeah. We're going. (laughs) Oh, well, it's dinner time here in California. What are you guys up to? Chris, what do you got for vacations, man? So in the past, I've done uh, I've done Denver as well. Uh, Great Divide was insane. River North was awesome. Um, big fan of Funk Works. Um, it's it's one of those like at the time when I was first getting into beer, it, it kind of showed me what a, a a city who's really, 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 really respective of their beer culture can actually show you. Um, same kind of thing with California. Did that whole thing as well. We did the yeah. Napa Valley. I didn't get to spend a lot of time in the breweries. Um, Alaska was one of the big ones when I was kind of uh, doing some work up there. It wasn't necessarily a vacation, but um, got to see a lot of breweries up there as well, like Glacier Brew House, Moose's Tooth, um, Alaskan Brewing, Glacier, uh, no, Denali Brewing Company. They had just opened the, the year that I was up there. Um, it, and it's all of those places showed me that showed me what a city that actually respects and, and, and puts the beer culture on its shoulders uh, can really accomplish for, for the industry itself. And so when you come like at the yeah. time when I came back, it was one of those like, you know, you get a, like a little fire lit up here under your ass because, you know, you want to kind of try to do the same thing that you saw. Um, one of the ones that we're planning next, we're going up to Asheville soon, um, which everyone knows that area. Um, but we do want to go over to Morganton. Um, check out Fonta Flora over that way. Um, and then I have to give credit where credit's due, but one of the best ideas I've heard recently um, that I really want to recreate was a friend of mine. He's a military guy, and uh, he and his uh, girlfriend are going over to Europe, and they're going to do uh, battlefields and breweries. So they're going to. Oh my God, I'm so jealous. Dude, they're. Oh. <clears throat> yeah, they're going to go around. 
check out historical battlefields, like two or three breweries around that, and then just go just hit up those bars and, and hang out and learn the culture and all that kind of stuff. So as soon as I heard that, I was like, I am stealing that from you, and I'm going to try to improve upon it. So to, to, to kind of uh, kind of jet from that, my ultimate vacation and this is not on my this is not my answer, but just for for conversation's sake. Like my ultimate vacation is spending two weeks in Europe and doing like a WWT WW two war uh, tour mm-hmm. and travel Europe to go to all the the big World War Two like you know uh, buildings or battlefields. Like you said, you know, I want to do like the D Day beaches. I want to do all the different con and the Rhine River and all these yeah significant places in Europe for World War Two. Just because I love history. Love, 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 love history. Mm. And plus, you get to travel Europe, you know, stop by whatever, you know, the Rhine or whatever, the, and then hit Cantillon or do whatever, you know, and then. So that's a dream. Yeah. That's a dream vacation of mine. Yeah, like, so they're going to, yeah, they're going to do France. Bucketless. They're going to do Germany, Belgium, all God. these different places. Like, visit so cool, all the, the historical battlefields. So cool. and, uh, oh my God. You know, just, they'll probably stumble into breweries. Be, like, they're not huge beer fans. Um, but they'll probably stumble into breweries just accidentally that I'll probably have dreamed about going to my whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just like, I hate you right now. So like, I got to read. Hey, what's this brewery Cantillon? Cantillon? You're like, oh my God. We went to this place called Cantillon. (laughs) Yeah. Their their beers tasted like vinegar. It was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah, they were really sour. It got made by priests. It's called West Verlitering. They they served him in Aladdin? baskets. They served him in baskets <laughs> like a baby. Get me all of it. <laughs> Belgian quads all day. <laughs> they put rhubarb so I've been in the to... beer. <laughs> right. So I, I've been <laughs> to Colorado for for a long weekend. I didn't really travel because I was going for a, a a roast of my ex girlfriend's dad. So I didn't really get to uh, do cool shit. But I did. Uh, I went to San uh, San San Diego, San Francisco, for like a day and a half. And we did. We walked down. We we pretty much walked through downtown San Francisco. We went to Thirsty Bear Brewery and Cuisine, and we talked to the the brewmaster there. Gave us a little like one on one tour and talked about that. And you're just walking through different San Francisco, you know, districts. You know, Little China, Little Italy, and each block you go from one era to the next. It's like drastically different. So it's like. You know, Little Italy, you had a bunch of, like, coffee shops. You have, like, the old man sitting outside, kind of like the Sopranos kind of deal. And then you go to the Chinatown, and, these, the, you know, the, the decorations hanging from across the street. You have the smell of the noodles and all the, you know, the soups and stuff. And, you know, we did uh, Pier 39, Fisherman's Wharf. We did that. Um, we walked by the Giant Stadium, which is fucking gorgeous. Right there on the bay, overlooking the bay, gorgeous. Then we did uh, mm-hmm. Alcatraz. We, we saw Alcatraz and all that stuff. But the next day, we flew to uh, not Hawaii, uh, Kauai, Hawaii. Nice. And my ex-girlfriend had a friend that lived there, so we stayed with her for the other day and a half. And Kauai is like uninhabited, like bare. There's not one street that circles a whole island. Yeah, it's so cool it's as like shit. Super fucking rugged. And and undeveloped, and for people who may not know, it's it's the second to last island. It's the most north, but that island's where they filmed the original Jurassic Park. It's and also where they filmed Tropic Thunder. Oh, did they? Nice. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Jeff it's so so 
I well, I've I've been I've been over. I did a uh, I did an airplane tour over Kauai. We so there's there are celebrities that have houses out there. It's like mm-hmm. it's ninety something percent uninhabited, no roads. It's like just yeah. wilderness, ninety something percent of the island. But there are celebrities that have houses out there. One of which is uh, Ben Stiller. So when Ben Stiller wanted to do Tropic Thunder, which if you haven't seen Tropic Thunder, is just a right. collection of his friends doing dumb shit. But in loosely tied around a war movie, but it's it's one of the most funny movies ever. But it was it's literally Ben Stiller got a bunch of his friends together pretty much to shoot a movie in his backyard, except that his backyard happens to be where they shot Jurassic Park and is one of the most beautiful wildernesses in the in the world. Oh yeah, <laughs> like yeah, I know Julia Roberts has a house there, but it's it's like Celine Dion, Pierce yeah, Brosnan, like, yeah, yeah. It's it's really like what you see in those movies is literally like what's there. It's you, you go on these roads that are on top of a mountain and you just look out on a valley and the valley is just full of like farms and mountains and, and, and all these trees and shit. It was boring as shit, but beautiful. <laughs> Super boring. The only thing they do there is drugs and drink at the two bars that were there. And that was it. Like it was just so remote. So you actually went on the island. I didn't oh, go yeah. on the island. Oh, I have pictures of us. I you flew. Know, we flew over it in an airplane. That was it. We didn't even oh, go on quite. No, no, we, we totally, uh, I did uh, sake bombs and ate fresh sushi. The best sushi I've ever had was, was That's there. awesome. I wish I got um, to go down there and do that. It's, it's, it, I mean, I could never live there, but we were there for like 36 hours and it was, it was enough. Um, but yeah, I have, I have pictures of us overlooking the valleys and in like warm hot springs and going in caves and shit and waterfalls is fucking awesome. Um, my favorite vacation personally is probably that I've been to uh, Key West <laughs> because Very I, love the keys. I love the keys. I love Key West. <laughs> you know what? You're just a little cheeseburger in paradise. You just need to get back down there, buddy. Dude, I I've I literally thought about when I worked at Home Depot, thought about transferring to that Key West store, but I would have been broke as fuck. I would be homeless. Yeah, it's so but expensive that's, to that's live there. what most people in Key West are. Yeah, I mean, whatever. <laughs> You'd be living this, the transient lifestyle, man. I know. Uh, that one, uh, Washington, D.C. Is a, is, is a good vacation spot for me, but it could be boring if you don't like history because Washington, D.C. Is, is pretty historical and not, not a whole lot of breweries or anything like that. I mean, they have a couple. I mean, D.C. Brow, they have... Uh, uh denizens they have a couple but it's dc is not a place to fly if you want to drink at breweries whatsoever um, yeah but i mean my dream vacation would other than the europe one i would love to do europe i would love to go to like australia um and then be scared shitless with all the, the big spiders and want to leave <laughs> uh-huh. but i, I really I, I really want to do like japan for some odd reason, I find Japan fascinating, and I'm not huge into Oriental food. I mean, I'll, I'll dabble in some chicken and broccoli, but anything other than that, I'm just like, I don't know. That's, that's kind of <laughs> He'll dabble kind of in fishy. chicken and broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, vacations are cool, and, and they give you a chance. And you know, I, I'm I got I got to admit something to to my co-hosts and our listeners. Um, I'm applying to be a flight attendant. Yeah. There's three openings. Are you now? Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Guys, I'm gonna find this guy. Um Dude, I you better hope that you better hope that nobody from work is listening. 
fuck them. I'm just kidding. Now nah, they already know. I, I already told. You. I already told a group of them that uh, I'm going to apply to be a. I want to be a flight attendant so I can travel, so I can get free travel and booze. That's that's my it's, slogan. It is true. <laughs> that is true. I, so in, in your defense, I almost did the same thing about like seven years ago. You should have. I, I should have. A lot harder when you get like tied down with a kid and a, and a fiance or something, but yeah, that was the whole family that like, expects me to be here and support them. And ugh, yeah, it's gross. Yeah, it's the worst. Yeah, it's right? the worst. I got no ties. <laughs> I got no kids. I got no girlfriend. No fiance. I'm a single. I'm a Han Solo man. I got nothing. So why not hide your kids? Hide your wife? I'll be I'll, I'll be on a laptop be, uh, serving peanuts on the. I'm gonna serve peanuts yeah. on the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Death Star. Yeah, You're in seat seven A. <laughs> Careful for that porthole. It's yeah. A doozy. yeah. Hey, listen. <laughs> the X Wing's overbooked. We're gonna have to kick you off. <laughs> Chewbacca, we're gonna need to move you over to the uh to the emergency door because you look like you're strong and fit. You could probably pull is it, the, is it the cool? slide. Is it cool if you help people exit the plane? Is that is that cool with you? Okay, cool. No, actually, most well, people cool. don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to touch Chewbacca, so just put him there, and then everything will be fine. Yeah, I mean that'd be cool. I, I could be flying, and then every Sunday night at nine o'clock Eastern, I'd be like, "Oh, Mike, where are you?" And I'm in Portland, Oregon, wasted in my hotel room. No, dude, all shit aside, <laughs> like that sounds awesome. I would, I would totally do that. Like, like right now. Do you know, if I'll like, be. A, I'll do it right now. Yeah, call me you, National Mule. Yeah, the few uh, the few shows that we would ever get to shoot because you would be on a plane on Sunday night at nine every night. No, please, I I would schedule my schedule around this show like I I've done for a year and a half. I'd be I'd be in wherever I am and say, hey hey Mike, can you get me a, a case of Pliny the Elder? I'd be like, yeah, I'll get it for you. National Mule. <laughs> you know what I'm starting to like. That would be true. Elder. You'd be a hell of a mule. <laughs> You guys want some Firestone Walker? All right, I'll see you in four days. I'll have it. <laughs> That'd be my Halloween outfit too, as a mule. So those horse do, masks. Uh, so United Airlines, obviously, right? Uh, that's one of the jobs. Oh, are we talking about this? Are we talking about United? <laughs> <laughs> they they do have an opening, which I am applying for. Uh, yeah, them. you just have to be okay with punching a Chinese doctor's teeth out. Uh, dude, allegedly. <laughs> i mean the good news about that job is you like you don't have to worry about staying there forever because like their company's probably going to go under so no no they're fine sorry right. they'll get they'll get bought out by southwest they'll be fine they have the same squishy weird old weathered leather seats yo <laughs> i really think them uh, uh airlines and movie theaters just swap seats back and forth because they're all shitty like the same like oh, faux leather nothing. Oh, gross. Your back sweats. Oh, dude, half of them still have a fucking smoking tray inside the, the, the console. What are you flying? Um, <laughs> the, I, the the irony of the, I saw this meme the other day and it made me laugh so hard. It said it said the irony is that United probably has plenty of seats now. <laughs> <laughs> I actually want to buy a seat now to anywhere I fly next and just do snow angels in all of my seats. Snow angels. I wonder if they let you smoke weed on a plane if it becomes legalized. You can't smoke anything on. A plane. No, I know, I know. I'm fucking trying to be funny. God damn. Edibles, maybe you can, eat, maybe you can edibles. eat edibles. 
Oh, dude. Yes. That is the future of marijuana. Edibles. Or gummies. Right, can I tell you, I'll tell you guys a funny story real quick. And it's okay that it's live. It's fine. Um, so I don't really smoke pot. I don't really eat edibles or anything like that. Well, but I chew them. <laughs> What's that? But I, but I chew them. I, <laughs> I chew the edibles. I just don't swallow. I don't smoke. I just um, eat them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, so I was <laughs> I was in a wedding party. And as wedding parties go, uh, we had this whole weekend planned out, the set or whatever. And we're having beers one night. And I was a little, little, little spacey. Um, like feeling pretty good on the, on the, on the whole alcohol realm. And my buddy just starts walking around handing out marshmallows. And so mm-hmm. I love marshmallows. I grab one, I eat it. And I'm like, wow, man, this marshmallow tastes like shit. And he goes, yeah, <laughs> it's an edible. And I was like, wait, what? And he goes, yeah, <laughs> that's an edible. And I go, Hey man, you don't really do that. He goes, Oh my God, I feel so bad. And I was mad for maybe five minutes. And then I went out and walked on the beach and had a great night. That's a new well, shirt. This marshmallow tastes like shit. <laughs> are we are we talking about times that our dick friends got us high accidentally? Because I have a story <laughs> like that as well. If you're willing to share it. Round I'm table of gentlemen, here yeah. we go. Yeah. yeah. First time I got high uh, ever in my life. And this is back in the days of like, like weed is the worst. It's so scary. Like, I don't want, you know, like I was... This is like way back. What do you have like, dreads? Like yeah, in, in this the was times way back of landline like, and dial-up internet. <laughs> exactly. So I'm at like this. I'm at this like lake house party with my friends. It's like like freshman year of high school or something. And they these guys are like older guys, and they have like somebody's family has like a lake house in the middle of the state in like Okeechobee that nobody fucking lives anywhere near you. So they throw these parties, and we go out there and uh, and. Um, so we're smoking a hookah, and hookah's like the new craze, you know? And I'm like ripping this hookah, thinking like, man, this stuff's cool. Like, I've never smoked anything before, and hookah's cool, and blah, blah, blah. And then like literally 15 rips into this thing, one of my buddies is like, oh, dude, you're going to be so fucking high. Uh. <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, dude, that thing's got like so much weed in it, man. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God. all right. That's a good right. stoner voice. So, so what ends up happening is I end up like underneath a pool table, like basically weeping and crying because I'm I'm like I don't smoke weed. This sucks, but it feels kind of good. But I'm like tired. I don't know what happened. And, <laughs> and yeah, it pretty much fucked up my life. Like I had no idea what was going on that whole night. And then the next day, I woke up and I was like, I don't feel hungover. So I guess that wasn't that bad. I think and it's then, true that it doesn't. It, it helps prevent you from vomiting. Oh, uh, being hungover. You know what helps you? Know what else you know what prevents you from you. vomiting? Um, is is what's that? What I said. You know what prevents you from vomiting? What it's a uh, it's dude. It's like the newest craze. It's called self control. Oh, <laughs> uh, I was gonna say like a steady diet of fiber and salad. God, the irony from from Jeff on that one. All right, I'll, I'll tell one last one. When was the last time I vomited? You tell me the last time I vomited with you. Uh, Riverside Market. A year ago. Less that was than a year ago. more than a year ago. No, it wasn't. That was last June, dude. And you felt ashamed. <laughs> it's, raining out. it's raining outside, and I turned the corner, and everyone saw me turn the corner, and I puked. I feel like shit. Oh, shit. I'm embarrassed. Was that when we went down for Funky Buddha? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah. Otterail and, and Autumn? Yeah. You were you wow. shaved it. You yeah. shaved it. 
Yeah, I hit on that waitress there. I hit on her. The extra Mario, she's like, maybe later. (laughs) I was like, this pizza's pizza's amazing. Will you marry me? (laughs) Maybe later. (laughs) Saying there's a chance. And then I puked in the parking lot, in the rain, in the parking lot. That's a sad way to puke. Yep. I'm so ashamed of myself. I got food poisoning in a strip club parking lot once, and uh, I got <laughs> almost punched by a bouncer because he thought I overdrank. You didn't. And, uh, and I tried to explain to him that it was uh, it was Long John Silver's, not excessive booze. Yeah. But he was not having it. That's, That's what happens shirt. when you eat clams. When you eat clams at the strip club, that's what happens. That's another shirt. I got food poisoning in a strip club parking lot. <laughs> um, it was actually lobster bites, but clams was close. Yeah, fuzzy clams. <laughs> oh clams, clams with claws. That shit is so funny. Uh, I the first time I had uh, weed was in a brownie, and I ate an entire uh, package of Oreo cookies, double stuff. What is that? Your like, first time smoking pot? That was a li- No, that was that's, my, just, the, that's a prereq. That was my <laughs> the first time ever digesting having weed, and I ate an entire thing of o- double stuff Oreo package. All of it. Yeah, that's that's rookie mistake because you gotta you gotta hide all of the goodies from yourself. Like sober, you has to be smart enough to be like, "Hi, me is gonna want this. I need to get rid of this." But and I you know hide it, all the goodies. It. I didn't know it was a pot oh, brownie. Shoot, how you find it? That's the best. It was a good brownie, though. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we're gonna wrap up the episode there, guys. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> I would say what are we all going to be up to, but it sounds like we're going to be uh, getting food poisoning in strip club parking lots and uh, whatever Jeff does, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not we're gonna, saying... We're going to say I'm a pioneer. I'm going to yeah. do something nuts, like go to like a kid's birthday party like I've done for the last two weekends. It'll be crazy nuts. Watch out. So, so I'm going to make a, a proclamation to where once weed is decriminalized in florida we should all do an at the bar visit disney and we all eat edibles and go to disney wow fine with that yeah yeah do you want to go wait do you want to take a substance that makes you joyful and then go to the happiest place on earth i mean i'm not about acid <laughs> oh well, okay so I no. let's do shrooms <laughs> let's do shrooms and go to magic kingdom allegedly allegedly Jeff, you down? Done. All right. All right, you heard it here first, folks. At the bar, does Disney. Or some catchy title I'll think of. At the bar, smokes Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thanks again for listening. And until next time, we'll see you guys at the bar. See you. Peace.